turn our attention over to Amazon. Amazon is the latest tech company to be cutting the workers. The New York Times reporting about 10,000 layoffs could be coming. We'll discuss this story in the Outlook and bring in David Nelson, Chief Strategist, Bellpoint Asset Management. Thanks for being with us, David. Um, not the first, not the last, I guess, because there's a slew <laughs> of tech companies, I have the list here, that have been cutting employees. What's the theme? Uh, this really, like you said, it, it's not an Amazon story anymore. It's really a larger statement about technology and the outsized secular growth this sector has enjoyed over the last 10 years. For Amazon, I think this is the smart move. If you think about it, four years ago, Amazon was growing revenue at uh, maybe 30%. Outside of COVID, that's been slowing ever since. Next year, at best, you're probably looking at about you know, single-digit uh, top-line growth. And I think we all know the fabulous run AWS has had, but even here, there's competition. I think Elon Musk has really set the bar here and maybe a wake-up call for the industry with his large cut. I think you're going to see that across the board. I had one guest recently who came on and said tech is dead. The Daves of the big run-up of tech, almost like what we saw in 2000, the tech boom and bust, and that this equating to what's happening now is a little bit of a bust. Yeah, I would say this market right now, uh, the closest parallel would be the dot-com uh, bubble. Uh, when rates were close to zero, markets would pay almost anything for growth. And, and let's face it, we did. I can't tell you where Fed funds are going to ultimately set it out, set out, uh, settle out, but it's not going to be zero. And as the cost of capital goes up, investors want food on their plate in the form of earnings, cash flow, and dividends because they have choices right now. You can get there's an alternative. T bills are at four and a half percent, and I think a lot of CEOs are getting that message. It's not just Amazon. Uh, even just Disney the other day just uh, announced that uh, that uh, they were going to make cuts as well. So it, this is. It's really a Wall Street issue at this point. Yeah, Disney with the So we've had Twitter, Amazon, Stripe, Lyft, Carvana, Meta, Disney, um, just to name a few, Amazon. Would you buy any of these stocks right now? Uh, you haven't mentioned a name that, that, that I would buy. There are some that I, I would certainly go into. Uh, Amazon is probably a name I'll have to look back, look at uh, and see where, see where this settles out. Uh, for, for me, there's just better values down there. There are a lot of names within technology that are trading at reasonable multiples uh, right now. You just mentioned a few. You talked about the semiconductor space. That's an outstanding area where multiples uh, are you know, below a market multiple right now. I don't think I want to pay above a market multiple. Maybe if the FANG's the only FANG name I can see out there, and it's a name that I'm actually looking at again and I'm probably going to go back into, is... is uh, is is alphabet you know at least it trades at a reasonable multiple some of these are still pretty rich oh my goodness you left me hanging when you said the only fang name is and i i couldn't wait to hear what it was um why alphabet and why now uh it's it's really just a valuation issue uh for for alphabet you know they've had uh you know pretty significant repricing of, of the name in large part for, for some for some obvious reasons you know there's been a slowdown in advertising I get that and it's largely reflected in the stock at this point it's not my favorite name but it's on my buy list and one that I'm going to move into uh, uh, we might even start stepping into it uh, very very soon yeah and you talk about trying to find valuation good valuation or good point to buy in where else would you find that in equities before I get to t-bills and some of the other things that you had in your notes 
You know, I got clobbered last week in healthcare, and and that's one of one of our overweights. Uh, it was you know kind of an upside down week. You know, market was just primed for some kind of outside move. They got a little bit of good news, and basically anything that's held up well uh, this year, like like uh, like healthcare, got hammered. I mean, I looked on on Thursday. I probably had seven names that were down 7% each. It was a pretty ugly day, but today at least we're getting a bounce back. I think uh, investors are starting to understand uh, that nothing's really changed in the industry. They still represent a a, a reasonable value and also excellent growth. Yeah, well, no doubt. I mean, healthcare is the number one performing group today. Um, Maybe you're not surprised to hear that. It's a nice nice bounce back. Uh, I'll take it. Yeah, understood, understood. And then is there another alternative? Would you be looking to fixed income? Yeah, how can you how can you avoid it right now? It it if you look at the short end of the curve, you can ladder out a portfolio from 3 months out to 2 years and you're going to probably be averaging, you know, somewhere or, or you know, something above 4%. That's the alternative right now, and that's what makes this market very, very different. You know, we've talked about there is no alternative for the last decade. Suddenly that that's changed. So if you're sitting in cash and you're uncomfortable about putting it back to work in the market, park it in a one-year T-bill. You're being paid handsomely right now, and, and uh, that's what we've done for a lot of our investors. We've taken that excess cash, and we parked it on the short end of the curve. Yeah, without a doubt. And what am I leaving out? I mean, you have so many balls in the air with inflation, the Fed, the layoffs that are likely to continue, right, in your opinion. Where do you have year-end targets? On the market, uh, the next data point of, of any substance is we're, we're, probably got, we're probably clear sailing until uh, around the middle of December because that's when we're going to get back-to-back uh, data points. We're going to get another CPI print. We're going to have another Fed meeting. I'm less worried about the Fed meeting, but the next CPI print, let's hope it's another one that's, that, that's relatively benign. But if, if we spike back up, uh, it might be an ugly close for the end of the year. Okay, good to know. David Nelson, we know what to watch for now. Chief Strategist, Bellpoint Asset Management. Thank you.